0: the uh, comedy schools radio network.com is live in about one second then uh, smiling for the thumbnail for youtube the comedy channel that's coming right up you're going to be able to hear that live absolutely right now it's going live and ladies and gentlemen on uh, facebook live we are almost there we are almost there. We are now live on Facebook Live. We are live, Network.com. Not one, not two, not three, but three. Three. Three ways in one to be able to access uh, the program and events we're about to uh, share with you. Uh, you can listen on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. You can watch on YouTube on the Com- on Comedy Schools channel. Please look at that and please subscribe. And, of course... Here on a Facebook Live, and I see my friends starting to pop on. You know what occurred to me? Sometimes people wave, and sometimes they don't. And maybe the people who are, uh, hello, Cousin Lori. Hello, First Roommate Kelly. Hello, Good Friend Diane Howe, Hello, Funny Man uh, Mike Ramsey. Hello, Brother uh, Jerry Visick. Uh, it occurred to me sometimes uh, when people don't wave, maybe they just want to watch, and they don't want to be acknowledged. So unless you wave <clears throat> or you uh, send us a message, I'm not going to go, hey, how you doing? because I might be uh, outing people when they don't necessarily want to be outed. It is uh, Thursday in America, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Ross Mark. Ross Mark is uh, is a a hell of a guy. You know, I'm cussing less nowadays. Maybe it's 64. Maybe it's because I'm trying to be a better person. But um, I don't know what Shirley, my producer over there, had something. Oh, she was listening to me on the phone. Ross Mark is a a, a great guy. He is um, uh, related to, uh, and Ross, if you don't want me to talk about this, I won't. Just say, I'd rather not. I just say he's a a great guy, great showbiz guy, um, uh, talented guy, and a guy who recognizes talent very much. So uh, Ross is related to someone who uh, I think the world of. Um, uh, And if you want me to tell them, Ross, I will. If not, that's fine. We'll move on. It is Thursday, April 9th. 9th. Uh, uh, Ross Marks says, go ahead. Ross is the... um, Are you the uh, stepson or son-in-law of Bud Friedman? I forget which one it is, Mark. I know you're related to uh, Bud Friedman. So um, if you are, uh, if you tell me exactly what it is, that'll be helpful. Um, Bud Friedman is is a a legend. There would uh, there were a few people back at the beginning of the stand-up comedy stepson stepson to Bud Friedman, Bud and uh, Silva. So uh, uh, not Silva. I'm sorry. Silva was his first wife. Um, Hey Jim Perry uh bud friedman was instrumental in if you love stand-up comedy in america and we do and we still do okay then uh bud friedman was uh, uh so instrumental and so instrumental in helping so many people uh ross mark my mom married bud when i was 15 alex yes alex yes yes i and i've met your mom and uh she is a wonderful lady as well always with a smile on her face you know, it wasn't ever, you know, some people in the comedy business are kind of uh, sneery and mean to uh, certain people, but uh, they're not. Bud was a, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, uh, Ross, I'm going to tell my Bud Friedman story right now. For those of you watch right now, I have a Bud Friedman story. I hung out at the improv before I became a comic uh, back in the wild days of the uh, early 80s in Los Angeles on Monday nights at the comedy, st- at the, uh, excuse me, at the improv, they had a uh, dance night where they take all the tables when you walked into the improv, immediately to the left was a bar, immediately to the right was a little raised elevated area where there were uh, restaurant tables, and it was a great restaurant. Uh, but on Monday nights, and there was a, a, upstairs too, a balcony, uh, and then you walked through a hallway, and then of course there was the showroom. Uh, but on Monday nights, they had dance night. Hello, Lauren, shower, show, snow stopped, more tomorrow though, uh, let's see. Um. Yeah, so you walked, into the, you walked into the improv, the first act I ever saw, Ross, uh, you might get a kick out of this, maybe you will too, ladies and gentlemen, the very first act I ever saw at the Melrose Improv was not a comedy act, but a musical act, and I forget the name of the band, but it was an all-girl band, and they all wore like white jumpsuits rolled up to right below the knee, and kind of a low high heel, and they had a trombone player, and they were kind of a funny girl band, and it was fronted by a woman who was a good friend of mine at the time, uh, uh, Amy, uh, Amy Madigan. Amy Madigan, who later on went on to marry Ed Harris uh, and also played the wife in Field of Dreams. And Amy was a, uh, uh, an acting student going to the Strasbourg Institute uh, back when I was and invited a bunch of us to the improv. And I remember Bud and whomever, you know, standing there just kind of welcoming us as we came in. kind of hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? I don't know if that was right after the fire. They were trying to build business. But then for many years, on Monday nights, it was it was the place to be. Uh, there was no cover, too. Great bar. Woman named Loretta attended bar. She was one of the best bartenders in Los Angeles. Dance night. Uh, great time. Uh, this is before I got sober. Um, this is not what I would, uh, the show is going to be about today, but I'm enjoying talking about this. Um, so before I got sober, oh, it was a mighty time in there. I, I don't even want to go into, uh, not condoned by the club or any city or state or locality. In those days, I was an unlicensed pharmaceutical rep. And I had this little run from a bar I worked at called Jay Sloan's. Uh, Eddie, that's right, Eddie and Loretta. Yes, sir, Eddie and Loretta uh, in the early days, in the, the 80s at the uh, Melrose Improv. And I, got, I used to get off work on Monday nights at 9 o'clock from Jay Sloan's. Drive down into Melrose, uh, to the Melrose Improv. And as I walked in, Loretta would have set up for me on the bar um, my little setup, which was a shot of Shevis with a scotch and water back. <laughs> shot of Shevis with a scotch and water back. And that's how the evening would commence. Uh, so, yes, yeah, I used to tend bar down there, as did my brother Jerry Ross. So, anyway, uh, hello, Candy Visit Thuringer. Um, I used to hang out there. Uh, I knew uh, people there, I knew Loretta, I knew the uh, doorman Lorenzo people, I've got a great story about Lorenzo because we reconnected as young men at the improv after having met as children uh, in St. Louis and I'm going to tell that story maybe Saturday night, someone remind me Saturday night and the story is my father was a closet liberal, my father was a closet liberal. So great people there but then in the mid 80s I um, became a comic, I wanted to be a comic and then I was sober and then the improv kind of changed for me because I went from being like this cool guy that came in, hanging out, partying. Hey man, what's going on? A leather jacket, you know, sunglasses at night. <sniffs> Party up to, hey, can I, can I get on stage? How about we get on stage? Um, and uh, uh, I, they eventually did put me on and I used to work on a regular basis and Bud and uh, uh, the guys who uh, uh, ran uh, Evening at the Improv put me on Evening at the Improv many times. So I loved that. I loved that. Um, but I'm going to tell Ross my most heartwarming Bud Friedman story. Bud, Bud could be, look, if you got if every time you walk into a room, everybody's going, help me, Bud, help me, help me, help me, give me something. You, you are the key. You are the answer. If you just put me on your stage every night, I'll become famous. I don't know how many people he helped that became famous who then never came back and even did a free set for him. Uh, there were a lot of great guys, too, but... Um, I was uh, adopting a little girl who is now a wonderful grown lady, and it was a rather contentious adoption. Uh, My uh, wife and I at the time were adopting this child. Uh, It was a rather contentious adoption because it was being challenged, and I don't want to speak ill of people here too much, but it was being challenged, and it was kind of a well-known case. The case did, my uh, my ex-wife and I, our adoption of our daughter made California law, set California precedent. But uh, one day, um, I used to have my daughter when she was little, and I'd want to go to like 12-step meetings, because I was a 12-step guy now, and I had, my wife was at work, so I'd just take her with me. And there used to be a 12-step meeting at the Melrose Improv uh, on Thursdays at noon. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, not now. But um, And I was walking in there one day with my daughter, and Bud Friedman, who I was like a young comic, just always looking at him going, did he notice me? Did he notice me? Did Bud? One time, <laughs> Rich Scheidner... <laughs> said, come here, I introduce you to Bud one night. And he goes, hey, Bud, this Tony's a funny comic. And Bud goes, you've introduced this guy to me three times. How many times do I have to be introduced to this guy? <laughs> and also, when I was going to the meetings, if people left trash outside, if they're outside smoking cigarettes or if they left paper cups laid around, for some reason, Bud thought that it was my responsibility. And he'd come in and yell at me and throw paper cups at my feet and go, tell these bums I'm letting them be here for free. And I go, okay, Bud, I'm sorry. Um... But here's the great Bud story, and I have a few. Um, I was walking through there one day with my daughter when she was still young. I was carrying her in my arms, and Bud stopped me. Tony, Tony. Yeah? And he goes, "Uh, Tony, I've heard what's going on with you and this baby, how you're going through a thing to uh, be able to uh, adopt this baby. I've heard this problem. Tony, I've watched you with this baby. I see you with this baby. You deserve to have this baby. This baby will be best with you and your wife. And Tony, I happen to have at my disposal in Los Angeles the best attorneys in the entire city. And if you need an attorney, Tony, to help you out with this adoption, you let me know and I will put them at your disposal. That's what he said to me. And I just kind of took my breath away for a second. And I said to him, we had a good attorney at the time. Uh, the adop- the, uh, the court case took six years. Uh, we were about in the third year of it at the time. I go, bud thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that tons. Uh, we have a good attorney. I think it's going okay. And uh, I just really appreciate it. He goes, all right, I'm just letting you know if you want it, I got it. No, no, is okay. And then I looked up and I go, hey, by the way, can I get a spot Friday night on stage? And he went, are you out of your fucking mind? And walked off. <laughs> Now, as the years have gone by, and I've never achieved the level of Bud Friedman. I've never had a legendary comedy club. I owned a comedy club for a while. Uh, I've ran the business that I run right now for about 20 years. I've booked a lot of comics, put a lot of people on. I began to understand why people who uh, uh, were in Bud's position became the way they were. Uh, When I used to book my club, we would get, I'd get about 100 videotapes a week back in the videotape days. Hello, Jim Lazy from Austin, one of my favorite cities. I would get about 100 videotapes a week and get about 100 calls. And you've got three comics a week, you're booking 52 weeks of the year, you know, and you just get a little, you have to get a little armor on you because other people's desire and pain, okay, can affect you in a way that, that causes you a lot of pain. So you have to, uh, you have to put on a little piece of armor. But there are stories. Rich Scheidner, my dear, dear friend, Rich Scheidner, has a wonderful Bud Friedman story. You know, so many people uh, they think it's cool as soon as they get into the comedy business to then make fun of whoever runs it, because then that makes them like an insider. Hey, you know, uh, you know. Hey, you know, you know what I heard about Bud? Hey, you know what I heard about so and so? You know what I heard about Tony Viz, You know what I heard about uh, the guy who books the uh, the uh, Austin Laugh Stop? You know, and they make uh, and they make goofy jokes. And Ross, you know what I'm talking about. You know, and sometimes you have people that you love, you love, and you would do anything for, but they'll want something that they think you can give them that you po- you can't possibly do that. You can't possibly do that. So uh, uh, a lot of people always said a lot of things about Bud Friedman. Bud Friedman, let me do my first open mic night at his club. Bud Friedman... Uh, Put me on his stage. Bud Friedman let me MC shows there. Bud Friedman put me on television three times. Bud Friedman offered attorneys to help me adopt my daughter. So um, that's my story on the legendary Bud Friedman. Okay? Did I become famous? No, I did not. That not, that's, has nothing to do with Bud. It's got nothing to do with Bud. As a matter of fact, when they, when they were giving me a lot of opportunity at that club is when I, uh, like so many people who have uh, artistic pretensions, and uh, I will only uh, admit to uh, artistic pretensions, at some point I thought I wasn't moving fast enough, wasn't appreciating enough, and I went, fuck this, I'm going to go buy my own club. And I went and bought a club in Oklahoma and disappeared, even though I lived in Los Angeles, disappeared from the L.A. scene for many years, and that was, um, that was my good idea. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't mean to start out with a Bud Friedman story, but I saw Ross there, and I wanted to tell that story. And now uh there's eric snyder uh, is on uh ross mark said bud always liked you you know he said i ran into him many times in tempe you know in the uh, in the early 2000s and i was going in one night and he was talking about some contests they were doing he goes you got a great lineup here there's one guy i knows on the show and he's funny so you're gonna have a good time and and um you know he had that thing that we all kind of like that sort of gruff thing okay but at the same time, you'd find out later that he liked you very much, that he had done stuff. I always liked, liked Bud. And uh, um, Eric Snyder is now on. Uh, Eric Snyder, when I was talking about my early days, uh, talking about my early days uh, hanging out at the Melrose Improv where I was a comic, Eric was one of my running buddies. Um, I don't know. I, should we get to the knickknack stuff today? I will talk about anything you guys want to talk about. It. My brother Jerry here. Okay, is he still hanging around my brother? I just want to say today, I want to give a shout out to, um, there's two types of people in America right now. The ones with jobs and the ones without jobs. And of the people that have jobs, they're divided into two categories. The ones who are working from home and then the ones who uh, have to go out and work in the world. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked down the Laugh Factory. I knew Jamie. You know, I I, knew, I I ran into Jamie a few years ago. A lot of great uh, club owners in Los Angeles. But uh, uh, Bud was uh, the granddaddy. I don't think you can... Um, and I say that with uh, uh, all, positive, all positivity today. There's two types of people. The people that uh, are working from home and then the people who uh, have to go out and work in the field. So when I say field, I don't mean they're like standing out in a field someplace. It's not like they're shucking corn. You know, something like that. <laughs> there are people doing that. We hope. We hope. We're going to go through some weird stuff still for a couple of months, folks. Of that, I, have, uh, uh, I am positive, okay? But as long as we keep our heads cool and keep our hearts warm, all right, and if we're around people that we, uh, we uh, treat them with kindness, we're going to get through this. And by the way, before I go into what I was talking about earlier, by the way, um, if you know someone who is quarantined all alone, okay, and that's got to be tough for like young people who are dating and stuff. Um, Jim Perry said, just left a home home consul- consult in my gloves and mask. The resident had me put a gown on too. Interesting times, indeed, indeed. Um, I do these things now, not out of fear. There's look, there's fear. We're all a little, we're all afraid. Okay, but I do them going. I'm gonna I'm gonna contribute to doing this right. If this is what they're saying, doing fine. It doesn't hurt me right now to put on gloves and a cloth mask and all that shit when I go outside. Um, Jim Lacy says. So everyone know needs to know that you were quite a poet. Makes sense. A great poet needs to be someone who has command of the short sentences, like comedians anyway. Uh, got one of your poems. Yes, I did. Uh, got one of your poems. Last night, and we'll start setting it to music in the next couple of days. Let's see what happens. Thanks for the opportunity. So I just got to go off on a a little thing for a second. Jim Lacey is a wonderful guy who I've met through social media. Jim Lacey is the one who suggested that I do this every day. And he's just a guy I met on social media. Turns out Jim Lacey, uh, in his time and still, is a songwriter, wrote songs for Dusty Springfield, uh, wrote songs that uh, Jeff Beck played on. And he said, send me some stuff. And I sent him uh, some stuff I wrote the other night. And Jim's going to set it to music. And one of the great desires, you guys, I've had in my life is to have something I wrote be put to music. I've known so many musicians, uh, hung out with so many musicians, but always, was always afraid to go, hey, man, I, I got some lyrics here. See, because I've always had this thing, if you and you're a musician, but I, because we're, you know, we're both into uh, uh, model trains, I don't want to take advantage of the relationship because um, so many people I know who were uh, famous, there's always that. But Jim's going to put these lyrics that I wrote the other night to music and when he does that, I'm going to play it for you guys and it will be one of the highlights of my life. It was, you know, one of the great highlights of my life is seeing jokes that I wrote uh, told on The Tonight Show, uh, told on uh, uh, specials, on HBO specials, uh, told on The Letterman Show. And uh, now, man, if I got a song that I'm I'm part of uh, writing, it'll be cool. Uh, Back to what I was talking about, circling back, Okay. If you know someone who's quarantined all alone, okay, that becomes a a strange moment for them, and especially um, old people so terribly lonely, young people who are starting out their life and want to go out every night and want to date, you know, and and how do you date during this time? We got to get a handle on this, folks. We got to get a handle on this, not just for us. But for everyone else, too. For the young people that want to start lives new and right now are stuck by themselves. For the older people who still want to have uh, some wonderful times in their sunset years. So I want to give a shout out to all the people uh, today that are working from home. Uh, I know for a fact that so many of them have had to totally reconfigure what they do to be able to do it online. And it has been a mountain of work. And it's not that they minded the mountain of work it is that they didn't know how to do it and they had to learn it then. They had to learn it yesterday. One day they're going into a room full of people and talking and the next day they go, you can't go in that room. That's what happened to us, by the way. Our business disappeared overnight. But thank God, thank God. That doesn't mean I'm God. Look at it, I touch myself like I'm God. (laughs) That's it from the heart. Thank God uh, I've got Shirley and we went, okay, we're going to reconfigure this thing and make the whole thing work uh, online. That's what we're going to do. Uh, last night had a great advanced class. So many talented people. We're going to start offering you uh, Zoom shows. By the way, if you want to watch our very first Zoom show with our uh, comedy workshop attendees, April 17th on Zoom, send me your email uh, by messenger. Leave it here. Sometimes I don't capture them here. We get so many comments, I'll lose it. Uh, but uh, And we'll invite you to be part of an, an invited group when we do our Zoom show. We're working out how to do it so that it'll be a great presentation for you April 17th, unless you got some place to be. (laughs) So a shout-out to the people working from home, okay? A shout-out to you. Today, that's our shout-out. I know what you've gone through. I've seen my brother go through it. I've seen my daughter go through it. I've seen other people go through it. And uh, there was times you could hear in her voice going, "I, I don't know if I can do this like this. But they've done it, okay? They've done it. We've, we're completing phase one, ladies and gentlemen, which is the social distancing thing. Okay, if the virus can't find you, then the virus you, you can't get the virus. Now there's it's a possibility you're socially distancing, but at one point something went on, and if you did, you stick with us here, and we're going to talk to you through it. We're going to do that if you want. We will do that for you. Okay, phase two will be massive testing. Phase two will be massive testing. All right, there's no national plan. And that's where localities, I wrote to city council members in Maricopa going, the only way, uh, one who is a, a very good guy but a very conservative guy going, we can't leave everything closed like this. This is killing business. And I go, the only way you're going to get it open is to have massive testing. Find out who has the antibodies. You know, go like mad. Go like mad on finding, um, you know, I. Um, everybody knows my political affiliation. I'm not a fan of uh, the current occupant of um, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you can get all the news and get all those opinions anyplace else. I could give them, but I'm not going to give them uh, here. That's not what this show is about. This show is about being able to show you silly stuff I got around the room. The show is about telling you cool stories, like I did. I was able to tell about uh, Bud. Uh, this show is about trying to have a little fun and connecting. Um, hold on, Jim Lacey says, young folks, if you didn't have a hobby before CV19, here's your opportunity to get one and/or become a pace setter. Start something that doesn't depend on, and then uh, a bunch of stuff that says means curse works. Uh, Cell phones. Um, uh, If you think you can, you will. We're waiting for you to do it. Yes, we are. Mark Fry is watching. Hello, Mark Fry. I know Mark Fry from the early days of comedyschools.com. He uh, has uh, made a mark as a uh, a festival promoter in Los Angeles. Um, A wonderful guy and a funny man did a funny thing with his arm, one of his early jokes. I can't do it, but he has these really long, limber arms. Mark Fry's there. So many great people joining today. What's up with you, Mr. Fry? Um, but if you know someone who's, who's by themselves and you're not, give them a call. Give them a call. FaceTime them. FaceTime them, okay? Um, like I said, we've reconst- reconstituted our business. Great advanced class last night. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, a small but mighty beginning class I have started. On Thursday night, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I have a beginning basic uh, stand-up comedy writing and performance class uh, that we're doing on Zoom. We have somebody who's joined from Australia and, uh, and Mesa. So um, what do you think about that? Huh? We have people in the advanced class now from Houston and from New York. Uh, what Zoom has allowed us to do is take what we do and take it nationwide, worldwide. All right, one person from Australia doesn't make it worldwide. I get that. But it's still one person from Australia who I'm going to be talking to tonight, kind of the way I'm talking to you, and I'll be able to see them, okay? And uh, uh, it's it's pretty neat. If you know anybody who's interested in doing something like that, uh, they're squirrely, they're bored, they're out of their mind, uh, they want to do a refresher uh, or anything at all, have them write me here on Messenger, Tony Visick, our... Um, Email me at comedyschools at hotmail.com. Look at my Facebook page. Our promotion is all over it. Check out our websites, comedyschoolsradionetwork.com network.com and comedyschools.com. Uh, Shirley has really been revamping comedyschoolsradionetwork.com, network.com and it is looking sharp. So um, let's be part of the next of the next big new idea, okay, The next big new idea is uh, basically sort of this interactive TV that is beginning to uh, shape up now. Uh, in this world I want to talk about Where do they put them? Where did I put them? Sure I had them And then I lost them the, uh, What did I do with the record albums? Oh I put them down here Hold on um, We're almost at the end Of the half hour um, And uh, if anybody's got anything To say I see LC Manning Hello LC, I see Tim Lawson If I haven't acknowledged you And you want me to Please wave uh, If you don't want me To acknowledge you Then you know uh, Don't wave because uh, I've decided I have some people who just want to watch. Uh my cousin Mimi says St. Louis schools are closed for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Now I Mimi, does that mean for the rest of this school year, which ends in June? Or are they talking about going back in into um September as well? In September will they be closed when they start the new um when they start the new uh, uh semester. Um, so if you could tell me that, that would be cool to know. If you want to tell me what's going on with you, where you are, then uh, I will certainly acknowledge it. I got, you know, I have a goofy knickknacks here today, but I don't have time. So uh, we're going to skip that. Uh, one of the things we were doing is uh, suggesting uh, records. I have a huge vinyl album collection, and uh, most of which has gathered dust for uh, quite some time now. Uh, and we're digging back into it because we're starting, to, we're starting to realize all the wonderful things that we just have around us, including including our imaginations. Uh, Robert Morgan from New York City, who we saw last night in the advance Workshop, said the Broadway Comedy Club is closed through June. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of that's be going on. But you got to remember this. If you're a performer, okay, you know they're talking about with the NFL and Major League Baseball and NBA uh, working out something where they're able to play in empty stadiums. And I know that a month ago you go, that's nuts. But now I'll watch it. I'll watch the Clippers inside an empty stadium, won't you? I'll watch the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals in an empty stadium if they play, won't you? You will. We'll still be able to see the game. You know why they're going to do it? You know why? Because players got to play. Players got to play and performers got to perform. And that's why I'm working on new ways now to be able to let performers reach audiences. Okay? And our first experiment's gonna be April 17th. But I wanna to get to these record albums, okay? Uh, I wanna tell you about these cool things I got here. And these are a little offbeat from uh, what I've been showing is stuff that was. Um, uh, cousin Mimi says, no, they think they won't go back till maybe October. It depends on how long this lasts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? If we, uh, we're we gonna do our part of being socially distant, uh, Shirley and I are calling a number today where we may be able to go get tested. Maybe I don't know. I got to find out if it's uh, if it's true. I don't want to give any false information. But at least the test to see if we have it, and then possibly an anti, and then a test to see if we have had it. I, like a lot of people, think I may have had some version of this back at the beginning of the year. Um, Let me get to the record albums, okay? So here's the first one. I want you to listen to this guy. I want you to listen to this guy. I want you to YouTube this guy. This is uh, the guy right there. Is and by the way, if you're listening on Comedy Schools, Radio that is Howlin' Wolf, Howlin' Wolf. How many more times? Treat me the way you wanna do. Howlin' Wolf Man Howlin' Wolf was a growling, powerful rhythm and blues uh presence uh who did songs that were mostly written by uh uh by Willie Dixon. Okay, on this album is uh my Baby Walked Off, Smile at Me, Bluebird, Everybody's in the Mood, Chocolate Drop, Come Back Home, Dorothy May, Highwayman, Side two, Oh Red, oh Red, uh, My Last Affair, Howlin' for My Baby, Sweet Woman, CV Wine Blues, at Here Baby, Decoration Night, and Well, That's All Right. Now, here's what's interesting about this album. It's not any of his big hits. So when I was younger and I'd be broke, I still had to buy records. Uh, this was uh, distributed by uh, City Sounds. I don't. Know, I don't even know where I got this record. Okay, I must have got it someplace. But um, uh, and so I, I and that's how I started getting deep in the paint. Hello, Trey Goodman. Deep in the paint on so many artists, because a lot of times I had to buy either a best of or buy a knockoff or buy their lesser album. You know, and I'd find out more about them that way. But uh, he was on the Sun label. Okay, in Memphis. Uh, and then um. Here's a little thing on Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf only died last year, so I don't remember what year that would have been. Was one of the most legendary figures in blues history. He was a large, powerful man with a powerful howling voice, and he built a reputation to match. He synthesized Mississippi Delta blues. Lost my place here. Um, He synthesized Mississippi Delta blues traditions during the early 50s in his first recordings made for Sam Phillips, and he progressively transformed them into an urban blues style that became part of Chicago blues. He first recorded at Phillips Studio in Memphis in 1951. And then he left for Chicago for Chess Records in 1952. Um, the recordings he included here were made during that short formative period. His real name was uh, Chester Burnett. So if you've never listened to Howlin' Wolf, well, if you've never listened to him do How Many More Times... how many more times treat me the way you want to do you gotta listen to him uh these are the foundations of rock and roll howlin wolf google him youtube him find his music listen to it and realize how stunningly good it was highly recommend howlin wolf a lot of people knew muddy waters when i was younger but we didn't really know howlin wolf all right um and then one of his songs um, is, uh, I think it might even be that song, has been used for an ED commercial for a long time, so, <laughs> which is what we do in America. We take great art and turn it into uh, shitty commercials. Uh, this one, though, here's one I think you'll get a kick out of, all right? Why oh, this album, I don't know. You see that? You see that, ladies? Do you see that? Uh, you see that? What is that, ladies and gentlemen? That is... Tom Jones live at the talk of the town. That's right, Tom Jones. On this album is good news. Hello, young lovers. I can't stop loving you. What's new, pussycat? Not responsible. My Yiddish mom. Okay, uh, Shake that lucky old son, I believe. Green, green grass of home. It's not unusual. in land of a thousand dances. So uh, Tom Jones was a Welsh like a barroom belter with an incredibly deep and powerful voice who uh had a huge unusual hit when i in 1964 65 maybe called what's new pussycat what's new pussycat oh oh, oh, oh. man i just massacred that and i actually bought that as a 45 pussycat pussycat i've got hours and lots of flowers i had that as a 45 and of course his massive hit was it's not unusual It's not unusual to be in love with anyone. Was this my parents' album? My cousin Mimi asked, no, I bought this. uh, I got this many years later. I uh, actually inherited this album. I'm going to tell you the story of some of these albums that I inherited sometime this week uh, from uh, a good friend of mine, Malik Robinson's uh, father. So um, if you want to listen to a killer voice, Tom Jones is your man. A lot of these songs on here were part of... um, what was like the American Songbook that so many like singers did, um, the "Lucky Old Sun," you know, uh, "Green Green Grass A Home," uh, and "Stop uh, Loving You" with a country tune, but he did it and it kicked ass. And his version of "Land of a Thousand Dances" is something to uh, behold. So, if you're looking for something to watch, if you're looking for something to listen to, check out. And that's both men had powerful voices. Both men uh, made a mark kind of outside of the mainstream, okay? One became much more commercially successful, Tom Jones. Uh, but Holland Wolf uh, uh, he, he, made, he made a few bucks too. But they're both, uh, Angela Fox says he's still alive and singing. Yes, cool, he is, okay? But if you don't know him, Google him and listen and watch. Some of his performances are just a hoot to watch, man. So, um, new ideas lead to new thinking. And new thinking leads to new ideas. Okay? Find other things to think about besides what you think about all the time. And you'll find solutions you never realized existed. Okay? All right. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up for the day because I am running into overtime. I'm working overtime. But I want to thank all of you for, uh, this was a good show today, man. A lot of great interaction with you guys. Uh, Let's see what Jim Lacey says. He says, Turn on YouTube, search for background cheering. Turn on a Clipper game. Every time they make a point, turn up the YouTube. <laughs> uh, turn, turn up the, the YouTube. Uh, similarly, uh, turn it down when the enemy scores. Uh, crowd absence solved. Yeah. Yeah. That It's going to be cool. I hope they work something out for us, for you. For right now, we're making our own entertainment. For right now, we're, we're remaking our own Brave New World. Uh, and you guys are a part of it. I want to thank you for watching today. We're going to be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. with a whole new, brand new show. A lot of cool stuff to talk about. Hello, Kevin Haas. Uh, A lot of great new stuff to talk about with you tomorrow. If you have any suggestions, uh, hello to you, Kevin. Hope you're doing well, pal. Uh, If you have any suggestions, I'll be glad to hear them. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals that there's something to do at 2 on Facebook Live, on uh, YouTube, on the Comedy Schools channel, and on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Love you all. You be safe. We made it through another day. We're going to make it through another day again. We're not just going to, thri- we're not just going to survive. But we're going to thrive. Oh, God. I don't want to leave with Julian French just popping on. Julian, I've been talking obscure records this entire time. Uh, wow. Kevin Haas says, I'm hoping to come see you again when things are brighter. Uh, Jim Lace says, Rock On, Tony. Another great show. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. Julian French, you got to tune in every day at 2. We talk obscure records. I show them my vinyl collection. You got one of the best vinyl collections in the world. Okay, connect up with me. Let's all stay connected. First beginner class tonight. I'm teaching on Zoom. Very excited about it. You still have a chance to join. But if you don't, I'm gonna tell you all about it tomorrow. Love you guys. See you tomorrow too. Bye-bye. Okay, my YouTube friend.